from Flat Lab in Austin, Texas. This is Stacker News Live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Stacker News Live. I'm with my BFFFFF forever, Keon, and a special guest, Nout. Nice. Nice to be here. Nice to be here. We're doing like uh, after Kevin, I think we'll eventually have all the investors on Sacker News Live. Uh, but uh, most Sacker News users will recognize now from the board. Uh, now it has been an active user very early. Like, do you remember when you first? It's been, I think I found it and I put it on my profile. I think it's been like si- since the post, like 550. 550. Okay. <laughs> or some number. So like that's that. pretty early. Yeah. I think a lot of those early posts were just me posting and I would fill up. I think the board would mostly primarily be posts from me that I would find. So it would be like me, but I'm watching you doing your posts. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That, at that early stage was probably what it was. I mean, we could try to go to like a early post and see. Um, <laughs> let's see. I can find like a, what is it? 550 you said? You can even. Okay. This was car. It's car, car was on, <laughs> car was on there. That you area. can actually check it on my profile. Okay. I, I did my own profile page. It took a while because I was mocking with the mark down there, but yeah. Five, yeah. five, three. There you go. Oh, there we go. Wow. Here it is. <laughs> okay. The, yo, I got strike the Jack Mallers announcement. Yeah, you're early stacker. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's more than a year now. It's been doing great. It's a great community, a lot of content. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. Well, yeah. let's, let's jump into the top five stories of the week, Keon. Let's do <laughs> oh, it. <yeah. laughs> um, yeah, cool. So the top story of the week is my growing list of ways to earn and spend Bitcoin. These are pretty regularly shared. Um, I feel like we need to do something about it, like give people a place to, maybe we have a place where all this stuff lives or something, but I feel like every two weeks or so we get a top post that is how to, anything changed how to earn or spend Bitcoin. I mean, there like, sometimes there are like new things that surface up that people aren't like purse is becoming a little more prominent in the space, given they've recently kind of stopped their Bitcoin cash shilling and are now supporting lightning so pe- people in the space are a little more uh, friendly to them. Um, but a lot of these are like recurring things that we've had before. Like Geyser has obviously been on Fountain, the Bitcoin company, Pay With Moon. These are things that are familiar. I don't think I've heard of Ellen Pizza before. No, I haven't heard of that one. Um, so that's pretty cool. Silent Link, uh, that was like an early project shared on Stacker News. Um, but the comments are also filled with other ones. Uh, I would suspect somewhere in here, Cointastical is shared. Yeah, their their blog where they kind of list out uh, a lot of these similar things. Um, yeah, but it's a good good list of things. It seems like people are, you know, particularly on your site like Stacker News where you are stacking sats, it seems kind of uh, relevant to discuss, to discuss other places where you can do it too. Um, but that's a good thread of a bunch of sites where you can do this kind of thing. And I'm, and it's very incomplete. I'm sure. I think I would, it seems like there are maybe 50 items listed in here. I would guess there's probably more like a hundred or more services now that allow you to stack sats. Uh, do you guys stack sats anywhere outside of stacker news? 
That's a good question. I actually, I tried Fountain. I still didn't figure out how, how it actually works, but when I'm listening to a random podcast, it seems to be sending me some sets. So that's cool. the one I've noticed. And I tried withdrawing that and putting it on Stacker News. So yeah. like doing the full economy, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the only one. Yeah, for me, I just used the Bitcoin company, Oshi. And then uh, I just started looking back at the, uh, at the Fold app just because Austin got a job there. So it's kind of weird. Like right. that actually makes a difference when you're around people that work at these companies. And so I just started looking at fold app again and I stopped looking at it for like almost like six months, seven months. Has it changed? Is uh, it a- yeah. It's, it's way different than I remember last time I looked at it. My friend Gerald sent me a folds card, like a uh, referral link that I never used, but he really likes it. He, he ends up using it a lot. He likes the spinning every day. A lot of people talk about that spinning wheel it's supposed to be pretty good but i think it's like a credit card but just gives you bitcoin rewards i only have one credit card and i got my first credit card at 30 i'm like hyper paranoid of credit so um, i actually forgot to mention like i'm using that one you're using fold yeah yeah and it's like the the spinning has been changing over time right like now it's not as much you don't get that many you get like one percent back usually uh and you don't get that many spins but it's still for like paying bills or you know, for places where it's actually a debit card. It's not a credit card, which oh. um, like in a places that only accept a debit card, then it's really nice because you get the cash back. But that's not a lot of places, right? There's, like Costco. there's some, okay. Costco <laughs> doesn't, Costco only right. accepts credit, right? Yeah. And I think sats for likes, I think that might be Thomas's project. I think it is, right? I think it is. He was showing me yesterday before BitDevs. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that it? I think so. Okay, cool. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I know he was working on something like this. And I asked yeah. him to share it on Stacker News, but yeah, overall cool thread. I've used Fountain. I haven't really used many other things on here. I've used Geyser. Um, I haven't used Purse yet. I know Super is a huge fan of Purse. Uh, now that they have Lightning, he bought his. I think he bought. He said he bought a sandals recently using Purse. Uh, he, he was yeah, in desperate sandals. need. He was in desperate need of sandals. Everyone was trying to buy him sandals. He finally bought his own sandals. Um, Did you figure out how does that one work? Like, I think there is this whole, like a matching of the people that can order the stuff from Amazon and the people that get it. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. the trick. You basically, I think you fill up an, you fill up an Amazon cart and they do some kind of scraping or something to get the Amazon cart. And then the person buys that stuff for you on Amazon and you send them sats for it. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, that is really cool. Yeah. Pretty cool thing. I'm glad they recently started supporting lightning and got got off Bcash, but I think if you still go on their website, it's still uh, like front and center Bcash. Yeah, I need to check it out. I haven't looked at Sc- it. Scroll to the bottom. Oh, wow. It's nice looking too. Scroll to the, where, like there was like an invest, investor page and it was like Roger Ver. Oh no. Oh really? <laughs> no, nah, never mind. I'm not going to look at it. Yeah, well, they've, they've got, yeah, it used to be prominently displayed on their page. It's now, I can't find it anywhere. So that's good. Congratulations. To oh, no, he's right there. He's oh, right there. Yeah. Right no, there. Uh, Sorry. Not going to use it. Oh, no. <laughs> but I would actually recommend for folks to check it out because it seems to be the place for like how to build private sort of economy of delivery. And that's interesting. There's something there. Yeah. It's kind of like RoboSats, but different. Hmm? Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, the next top story is operation tornado dust. So y'all talk about this stuff. This is what I want to know about. 
Okay, they talked about it at great length at BitDevs last night, which is pretty good. But basically, the, the U.S. government has sanctioned uh, Tornado Cash, kind of generically. They say they've laundered uh, $7 billion worth of virtual currency has been laundered through there, including the $455 million Lazarus uh, group, uh, state-sponsored hacking hacking group. Um yeah, so they uh they're basically preventing I guess receiving money from Tornado Cash on exchanges or somehow somehow addresses specific addresses associated with Tornado Cash. But then uh as you can read in the comments, um the exchanges are going a little bit further than merely sanctioning these addresses and sanctioning addresses that receive from those addresses. And, um, that's causing issue or that, that can cause issues if, if you're like a, it, cause, cause you can't control whether you receive money at an address. So if you're say the, uh, ETH dev, uh, address and you receive from tornado cash from someone who just wants to pollute your account, um, they can send you uh, ETH through Tornado Cash and do that. And that's exactly what this, this operation Tornado Dust is, is they're sending um, small amounts of Ethereum from Tornado Cash to prominent Ethereans. Uh, like here, for this kind of shows the, the transaction here where they're sending from Tornado Cash to the FDEV um, list. And so how do we know it's not really them doing it though? We don't know. Like, we don't know if this is like, let's say Joe Lubin gets like uh, some tornado cash ETH. We, we don't know on, on our side, right? No, the authorities no one, don't even know if it really was Joe Lubin or if it wasn't. No. So they, they, but they, that's the, that's the tricky part is now they, they're going to presume or they're, they're, they have to choose whether they're going to say that Joe, Joe Lubin sent it, sent it to himself or someone else sent it to him. They have to there's now trust like injected in this when you begin having to like, yeah. uh, where people have to begin like moderating. Do you think that was an off offensive play on their side or a defensive play? Or you think that was more like them just trying to get other people in trouble kind of thing? It was more offensive, right? I think it's more just pointing to like the absurd. I think that on some level it's, it's an attack on Ethereum. Like look at what we can do to like the Ethereum ecosystem given that their system kind of works in this wonky way or this, this, this way that that's kind of broken. And then I think also it's like, how, how absurd is the government that they are uh, sanctioning these addresses when with the, like, they, it seems like they don't understand how they work. Cause I can, cause I can be a bad actor and send to send tornado cash uh, washed ETH to a good, a good address. What do you think now? I think like my question there is whether, so this is random users from Tornado Cash that could be doing this, right? That can send this sort of tainted coin to someone that they want to destroy their popularity or whatever. Um, yeah, that means that it can be like a random person. And but by the way, the one interesting discussion that was there yesterday at BitDevs was the difference between Bitcoin and this, right? And the mm -hmm. one notable aspect is that uh, on ETH, the smart contract has the address, right? And so they have this single sort of point that can be connectable with other things and can be banned. Where in Bitcoin, right, since we have not account model, but we have UTXO model, 
it becomes like way different. Like we don't really have the single thing, yeah. even with things like uh, Whirlpool or mixing services. Um, and so that was the one where, yeah, we tried like comparing like, hey, what if this happens on, on Bitcoin? And so on a technical aspect. The other part of this is the, like there were multiple acts to this story, right? One mm-hmm. of them was the, the US Department of Treasury releasing this. The other one was sending the dust. And the third one was arresting of the right of the developer. What was it? Dutch? Yeah. In, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Netherlands. Netherlands. And that's crazy. Because but it's not clear what are the charges or if it's just like a random arrest. If there is some something actual or it's just on the grounds of writing the code that enables this. Yeah, I don't yeah, it doesn't it, I don't think it's clear yet why they were arrested. I haven't I didn't really read too far into that particular story. We had on uh Preston Byrne on TFTC on Monday. Um, and uh, he explained that it was because of the uh, North Korea, I guess, transactions were coming from there or going through them. And and that's, that's when it became an issue. Um, and but did, yeah. they, did they like connected that to the developer? And I think, I think he even said on there, I would, I would go and listen to that, that podcast. Cause mm-hmm. like Marty goes real in depth with him about it, but it was something to the likes of where he said that, once you have like um, millions of dollars, not dollars, millions of of, of cryptocurrency, whatever funneling through there, it's, it's kind of, they have to, they kind of have to act on it, but I don't, I don't, I don't know verbatim what exactly he said, but I would definitely check it out. Cause it definitely, I, I, I came out of that podcast thinking like, okay, yeah, uh, North Korea, (laughs) that's, that seems like the, was the biggest issue there. Um, And just kind of, uh, making sure that you're like, if you're building on a project, maybe just don't, I mean, but then you can't, right? Cause it's all open source anyway. So I think, I yeah, know. the TLDR is like, it's happening, right? And privacy matters. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we are trying to do all here. So we actually have to do it well. What do you yeah. think is going to happen? To what? To all of this, like, what do you think, where do you think this is going to end up? Like this whole tornado I don't know. I mean, people are drawing really interesting conclusions about like what this, what happens in, in a world of like this kind of accounting system when you have proof of stake and you have like centralized entities who are really concerned with regulatory, like regulations, uh, making decisions as to what blocks to approve in Ethereum. And um, like, are they going to allow tornado cash to be spent in these blocks? Does does uh does Coinbase allow? Are they going to approve for blocks that allow spending from Tornado Cash or allowing Tornado Cash contract to run? Are they? What's going to happen there? I don't. And I, I don't know. I mean, it seems very vulnerable to uh, uh, this this kind of censorship. Um, and I'll be really curious to see how it plays out. Um, so it sounds like you're you're thinking maybe Ethereum just becomes like a censorship. Uh- yeah, it becomes vulnerable. It becomes it becomes more or less a centralized exchange that has smart contracts on it, but but yeah. has all the has all the overhead of a of a blockchain. Um, but it's otherwise like <laughs> it's other. It's just like a group of centralized people deciding on what's happening. It's like a it's like a federated exchange is like what Ethereum kind of becomes. Where, Interesting. Yeah it's the very vulnerable to government oversight and stuff. And I don't think you can do anything kind of interesting at that point, uh, that you might not otherwise be able to do in a normal financial system. 
I mean, maybe you get maybe you get some efficiency in terms of like these weird like Ponzi DeFi things, but yeah, man, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely definitely worth watching and really interesting uh, kind of chapter to uh, Ethereum and the whole the, the general like blockchain space. Um, yeah. So the next top story is RoboSats adds a stealth invoices feature. Uh, basically what this allows you to do is uh, when you create an invoice on RoboSats, it doesn't tell you that the invoice is from RoboSats. I mean, it has like a, so basically before when you, when you would create an invoice for paying on RoboSats, it would say RoboSats taking order and then order number selling Bitcoin for this many dollars, taker bond. It kind of, it kind of lays out the entire transaction in the invoice. You can enable stealth mode now, which doesn't include this kind of order number and then like the price that you're selling at or whatever. Um, and instead just kind of includes a somewhat opaque payment reference. Um, I don't think this is a great solution to this problem, but it seems to be way better than, uh, the prior one. This actually reminds me that I need to do something similar on Stacker News because a big concern here is you're paying uh, this Lightning invoice from a custodian, and so they can identify that you're using RoboSats basically, oh, okay. uh, because they'll be able to see uh, this invoice description. And similarly with Stacker News, when you when you haven't when you pay an invoice on Stacker News, I say you're you're sending this many Sats to this user's account, and so you're you might not want to convey that information. Um, but overall, it's a it's a it's it's like an improvement to RoboSats. It's cool they're still working on RoboSats. Uh, I always love seeing like the number go up on RoboSats. Yeah, um, that's fascinating. Yeah, have you used it yet? I haven't. I used haven't it. used it. I don't. I mean, I'm too uh, fiat poor to yeah. buy to buy anything. Well, you can I, trade gift cards, right? I don't. Uh, yeah, you can, uh, but I don't have gift cards either. I'm also gift card poor. Well, so. isn't your birthday coming up? My birthday is coming up. So there you go. You'll get some gift cards, you get right. gift cards <laughs> to use on it. All right. Yeah. I'll sell them for sats. Um, yeah, but a cool, a cool enhancement, uh, uh, to robo sats. Here's like a picture of the prompt. Uh, I wonder who can, re- who can go to this order reference. I mean, if the custodian can go to the order reference that they give you in this new self invoice, it kind of defeats the purpose a little bit, but not, not, I mean, it's still an improvement, but, um, yeah, cool little enhancement. Have you used, well, I guess we don't want to, we don't want to talk about using privacy services because then we're kind of like doxing our privacy services. Yeah, we, we don't use any privacy. We, yeah. we are all on Facebook. I just and, heard yeah. about RoboSats <laughs> right now, actually. <laughs> no, yeah, like I, you know, I didn't make any order, but I tried playing with the UI because that's always my thing. I always play with the UI and it seems a lot of things are done right, mm. but there was, I think the order book wasn't too big. I think there was like five open offers or something like that. And none of them were like in a state where, or the type of offer that I would take. Mm. But it's interesting. I'm excited about this. And it seems that multiple uh, peer-to-peer sort of exchanges are popping up like this. And they are more going towards the communication type of uh, transactions, right? So we have private groups on Signal, let's say for exchanges. There is, um, we have RoboSets. I know that other current efforts are going in that direction too, which I probably cannot share yet. Um, it's interesting. 
Yeah. And you have purse, which is kind of, I guess, kind of similar. You're exchanging, you're exchanging goods, but. Well, yeah. my, and my thinking is like, you could, you could connect all of that together mm. because you could, you know, like you could make an offer on RoboSets to do the thing on purse for me and then post it and reply on Stacker News with it. And. Oh, wow. <laughs> Like huge it's, it's chance. you're right. You could do that. That's kind of cool. That's the beauty of the single protocol for everyone, right? We are all Bitcoin. We are all set. So all of this talks to each other easily. Yeah. Is it Li-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> we have Li-Fi. seen it mentioned, right? Someone mentioned that. Who was that? I, I don't know. I just made that. I just thought it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So here was your top story car, which also ended up in the week's top stories uh, after you sent it to me. But uh this is written by Mary Emasuin. I think I'm saying that right. Unless I'm not, I might, might not. But uh, is it possible to be a, a, a Bitcoin gamer on Twitch? So Mary Mary has been uh, spending a lot of time on Stacker News after we had Bernard Para on. Uh, Bernard Para is the CEO of Bitnob. He did an AMA. And Mary writes for, I believe, the Bitnob blog, hosts the Bit, Bitnob podcast, Um but she's been writing more and more on Stacker News. Uh, recently, she she wrote this about her uh, playing Bitcoin-only games on Twitch and uh, how that's going for her. So she uses ZBD, the ZBD's QR, QR code widget to take donations for a stream. Um, she said she's been doing it for about two months. Uh, pretty cool. I haven't heard of many people doing this, but, you know, a Twitch channel dedicated to Bitcoin. She seems to be, like, super, like, doing like lots of Bitcoin things all the time. If you go to like her profile. Yeah. She's super creative. Um, I reached out to her to see if she would uh, come on the pod. So she might, she might be coming on, I think on Tuesday, Tuesday it is. So we'll talk to her more about all the stuff that she's doing, but uh, yeah, check out her Twitch. It's actually really good. It's, she has a very great um, personality and, and you can tell like she can hook people and like, you need to have those kind of personality types out there. Like, talking about lightning and, and, and getting new users. And uh, I think what she's doing is pretty exceptional and like willing to take the initiative to do it is like the hugest step. And the fact that she just said, you know what, I'm going to do this. And then she's coming back and telling all of us like, Hey, it's kind of working. So uh, shout out to Mary for taking the initiative to do this. So. Yeah, it's really cool. She's not the typical like basement dwelling nerd that you would imagine uh, is into Bitcoin at this stage. So you mean like us? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. She's not not like us. Uh, is the is the upside to that? Uh, lots of good back and forth in the comments too. Uh, people uh, like almost an impromptu AMA about yeah about her usage or her experience playing lightning games and getting feedback on that. Um. So far, she's played Turbo 84. I haven't played that one. I played Bitcoin Bounce and I think I've played Lightning Crush. I haven't played Sats yet, um, but I've, I haven't played a lot of these. I should play more of them. Uh, there, I don't know if you guys played any Bitcoin games. I, I did. I did. Okay. I played the Lightning Crush and way too much. Oh. And I got to... and. Somehow it was like a year ago, but I got to a level 64 and then it got stuck. That was like a level that you couldn't beat. And I thought it was my fault. So I was playing it all the time, <laughs> trying to beat it. I think it was, it a, was bug. a bug. I oh. think so. Because I think no one ever got to that point at that point. Yeah. And yeah. So, but I got some stats from that. So that was good. <laughs> they also don't, a lot of them transitioned away from like giving Bitcoin directly. And now they give you like these tickets that you get in like a, 
a lottery of something? I think that's specific to Thunder. Okay. I think that's what Thunder is doing. Okay. Because I think Lightning Crash, you can still withdraw like immediately. You get five sets, there you go, you can withdraw them. Um, yep. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to her and find out like where she thinks this is all going. Because um, I think she clearly sees something maybe others don't yet. So mm. I think there's something to it there. We'll find out. Yeah, really good posts. Uh, love seeing people exploring the kind of niches within the Lightning ecosystem. And it seems like she's explored a lot of them. So is there any like, how, how does it work for her? Like, is it, is she getting a good amount of sets? Are people actually doing it? Uh, I don't, I think she said, well, we can go and look in here and see what. So she has 55 followers. Um, That's pretty good for just starting out. Yeah, I don't think she... Less than a month ago? Yeah, she said two months. She's been doing it for two two months. months. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which is great. So she's already at like 100 views of video. If you look at her schedule, she's consistent. And like consistency is everything when you're creating content. So um, yeah, it's it's, now it's just a... Playing Bitcoin snake Yeah, it's just a journey now. She's... Yeah. Almost two hours. Nolan, this this is great. Like all praise to her. Like this is really yeah, that's exciting. Why, that's why I was really impressed. I was like, wow, yeah. she just took the initiative and, and just did it. Like there's not too many uh, Bitcoiners that'll just do that. So it's kind of cool. And then she's she's fearless about talking about it too. Because one thing a lot of us Bitcoiners don't like doing is like talking about all the good stuff that we do in the space. But sometimes we got to do that to let everybody else know like, hey, there are people out there. Yeah, pretty awesome. Um, she also has a, uh, discord where you can talk about Bitcoin games with her, uh, called Bitcoin game gamer circle. It's linked to in that post. Um, next, I think it's the last top story of the week. Uh, a reminder to enable I2P for your node. Um, so I2P is kind of like an alternative to Tor. Uh, really? yeah. How have I never heard of this? Uh, it's fairly new, the support in Bitcoin. So if you're mostly like interacting with privacy tools, like via Bitcoin, th- this will, you know, th- that's why you've only, I think it was about a year ago that we introduced I2P and Bitcoin core, uh, I2P support. And um, yeah, so I2P is a lot like Tor. It has what's called garlic routing instead of onion routing, where you kind of have, you kind of have like bundles of onions sent together. And so it's kind of like you have a garlic uh, clove and that's like itself like a little onion. Um, but you can, but you can basically bundle messages together into like a cluster. Uh, and so it's similar that way. And I guess it also uses, um, according to Noel count here, he says that it uses gossip instead of a kind of a relatively centralized list of nodes. I don't know how this, how these, no, this node list is published on tour. Is it, are there like, it might be, I suspect it's not DNS, but it, it's probably, there might be some hard-coded list of like a uh, list of nodes that you initially bootstrap uh, the network, the, like your view of the network from. Anyway, but apparently ITP doesn't have that. So that's great. Um, and it has some like other, other things, doesn't have uh, other feature enhancements, uh, you know, generation after Tor. Um and is like a cool, especially with, with Tor experience in this DDoS uh, that's been going ongoing for a while. This is pretty neat. I don't think, th- I don't know if they do anything to solve this. I know they have like some enhanced, I know some of, they do some things that are like, make certain analysis that you can do on Tor, very hard to do on, um, on I2P, but I don't think they actually uh, solve any of the, the DDoS vectors um, that you get with Tor. 
given that they're, they are also just a relay network where you can send uh, arbitrary messages on. Um, but maybe, maybe they do something there. When Stacker News on uh, I2P? Uh, we just had Tor a couple, like about, a, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I need to finish rounding out that support for Tor. But I think after that, I could probably do I2P, assuming it's as easy to do as Tor was. How, how hard is that, Keon? Is, 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 there, um, is there a reference material for all this kind of stuff? Or do you kind of just have to go and ask? Or like, how, does that, how does that work, like, the, like implementing something like this into Stacker News? Oh, like, do you um, know where to start usually, or is it more like I start with Google as any developer does. Uh, and I Google, you know, like how to, uh, get an onion address going. And then there are like other layers to this. Cause I'm like running on multiple, I have like multiple servers for stacker news and it's like load balance and whatever. Um, so there are like other things to consider, but generically it's pretty easy. Like Tor is just like more or less you it's really simple configuration file. And then you get, when you run, you run tour and then it gives you things like your onion address and, uh, like a, a private key. And, um, that's more or less what you kind of what you need. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward actually. Yeah. Surprisingly straightforward. Um, you'd think it'd be really complicated because it sounds really complicated to do all this encryption and stuff, but it it like abstracts that away into a simple configuration file. So, yeah, pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, there are other things there. Yeah. Most of the complication is actually interacting with like me having multiple web servers and then having, uh, multiple ways you can reach these nodes or these web servers and, it's so like it's doing just, reverse proxy configuration and okay. stuff. And the, the one thing like with the Bitcoin, it actually sounded, it's quite easy. Like anyone running on Umbrella or anything like that, like you just need to install the daemon, the I2PD, uh, do a little config file change to change your Bitcoin code to point at that. And you should be good. It should be like as easy as that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they're really, they make these really easy to use, um, which is great. Uh, Cool. We have some, so here's the kind of list that he points to and how to get set up with, um, Bitcoin core, uh, probably easier on umbral. Uh, and here's the I2P wiki, which had a lot, which I learned, which is where I learned about garlic routing, um, which I just love. I love the metaphor. Um, there's a garlic routing one, uh, short meta. We, released edit enhancements. So now you can add boost to your post. You can, uh, forward sats to users after the fact, add images and links, which was like a limitation introduced by increasing costs there. Poll choices. You can add up to 10 now and add more after on an edit. Um, yeah, I kept seeing more people ask for forwarding sats too. Kept yeah. seeing that more and more. People everywhere. like that. Uh, super thinks it's a good feature. Um, it's kind of gimmicky. I'm not sure. I think it's like a, a, a world changing feature, but it, but people really like talking about it. So it might yeah, be worth doing just yeah. for that. That's what super's yeah. argument was like, it's good marketing. Like the one thing that I was thinking, <laughs> like you get, you know, you are sending out like a notable daily, if you post posts, right? So you send mm-hmm. a daily amount and it's like, to, could be thousand sets. Mm-hmm. Could portion of that be forwarded, let's say to HRF. Yeah. Could, could I do that? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. So one of the things that I've been asked for consistently from, uh, 
Metamic at Geyser is the ability to fund or to send to forward these sets to lightning addresses. Right. And so I could send to an HRF lightning address potentially, but I don't really have this kind of on demand or on, on demand, uh, kind of invoice paying ability in stack renews yet. So it's like, it's like a bigger lift than simply pointing to another user account right now. Cause it's kind of, that's an intra ledger transfer, right? The way it works right now. And that'd be, you know, kind of an, an external lightning network thing for a lightning address. So it's just, you would have to add way more complexity to stack renews to do something like that. Oh uh, no, just this specific feature. It's actually not, it wouldn't be that hard, but it's like probably I would, you know, there's a lot of like error conditions and like corner cases that would have to be considered. Like if you go to tip someone, they're trying to pay, they're trying to forward to HRF. And for some reason I can't get an invoice from HRF. What am I supposed to do with your sats? Like now, now they're like, now you're like sats are in purgatory and I have to like retry HRF or do I give them back to you? Does your action register on Stacker News? Did you actually send the sats or not? So it's tricky. Um, I didn't think about that. that yeah. Sense. It's mostly the error states are really hard to. Would it just be easier if they just made like a HRF official? Stack yeah. If they made an HRF account, then this would work today. So yeah. Yeah. We can maybe. So this is shout outs to Alex and <laughs> yeah, the team and we need you here. Well, you could just send them to Alex uh, as is. Uh, oh yeah. He Cause did, he has an account. Uh, he did yeah, an AMM. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. But he might take them personally. So it's different. No, he <laughs> won't. He's not that kind of guy. No, of course not. Uh, so now it's top story is Trezor, uh, Trezor introduced a Bitcoin only firmware installable from the installable from the Trezor suite. Do you want to talk about this? What's this? Yeah. So this is the one I was excited about, right? So up till right now, Trezor had in the UI always the ability to like enable all the different shit coins, right? Mm. Uh, they were, they kind of had this hidden ability to, uh, use Bitcoin only firmware, but from what I can tell, it was like, you had to go through like a command line sort of guideline for how to do that. But now it's a first class citizen in the UI as, as I'm, you know, defaults matter. And so it's really important to have ability like this in the UI, because now what you can do, you can say like, no, this treasure is Bitcoin only. And we are not even going to download any of the software related to the shit coins. Wow. Right? That's so cool. And that reduces some attack vectors that you could consider, right? Especially if in the cases where like you have single set of, let's say 12 words and you would be using it across all of the different coins. Well, one of the coins may have an issue potentially that could end up in you losing those coins overall, right? And so this hopefully even like increases the security of the setup. Um, Yeah, and they have a nice sort of UI. You can, as far as I, I I think you can switch back and forth kind of easily, it sounds like. How, how much do the treasures cost nowadays? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. I guess we can go to, that's a sweet treasure. I guess I can just open up a new. And I think the meta there is also, you know, and I had some conversation with folks from Trezor and um, they are the OG Bitcoiners. Like yeah. You, you, you can tell. They have some really nice guys. Um, we want a Model 1 or do we want a Model T, guys? Let's go Model T. Come on, let's see. All right. <laughs> The premium. Yeah, I don't choice. think I've ever had a treasure. I think I've had every other that wallet, one is expensive. That one. Get the one. Get the That's two ninety five. Yeah, I don't have that. Holy yeah. crap! I don't know if I'd pay that much for it. <laughs> okay, so treasure starter pack is one seventeen. Yeah, that's okay. The model prices. one is seventy two USD. What's so, what's so good about the model T though? Like, why is it? It has color display, and it supports more shitcoins. 
Uh, uh, okay, so you don't need a Model T then. It says that it's an advanced cryptocurrency, hardware wallet, passwords, tokens, and other keys. Can you do that with Model 1? I like how it's a password manager. That's pretty cool. I haven't used that feature. I don't know. Would you, yeah, that'd be kind of weird. Because I have a YubiKey and that already does that, but... Oh, I don't use a YubiKey. I use oh, yeah, yeah. I use a normal pass, like a, yeah. an, a, a multi-device password manager. But... I think the one cool thing, I think, and it's not related to this, but the Trezor guys are also working on uh, like open source hardware. Whoa. Which I don't know how far, do you know about it? No. Like they are. Talk even, about it now. Let's talk about this. Because Car really likes hardware. You like hardware? I like There's hardware a hard, a did you see last night they announced there was going to be a hardware meetup. Uh, Brian, Brian Bishop is running a hardware meetup. Really? Where? Uh, Blockchain Commons. I don't know where that is, but. Here in our town? I think so. I think that's what he said. It said blockchain commons. I'll try to shoot you a link. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll check it out about it. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I haven't heard about the open source uh, hardware. Yeah, what's, what is I it? I think, well, it's a, you know, I also don't know much about it, but it's a great effort. Which is, yeah, you put on GitHub all the, you know, schematics for how to actually put the system together. And what you can build it what would be the schematics though for hardware? I don't know. <laughs> so, well, so software oriented. I'm... You just dream it. <laughs> Have you like a seen CAD those? drawing? Yeah, like I did yeah, some maybe, of that in college. It is. Maybe like, it is. It's it is. like more or less, it's like there is like a, there's something like a CAD system yep. specifically for hardware design where you design yeah, these yeah. little circuits and stuff. You can, you can cool. do that. I'm not sure if it's this one, oh, yeah. but like you can really, like you have a PCB, right? You have the platform and then you flash it with like a UV light or something like that. And you create a pass and you create your own thing. Yeah. Make it happen. Wow. You some AutoCAD. <laughs> and I think they are doing it, especially for the, sort of what is it called the encryption module the sub module in the cpu or in the chip itself right okay and so that's the thing that long for a long while has not been open sourced right and at least as far as i know um so anyway exciting news i don't know much about it yeah this is awesome this is great news now yeah inside scoop here inside scoop. (laughs) yeah pretty cool uh yeah so Trezor, you can now have a shitcoin free Trezor. Congratulations. Nice. Congratulations, Trezor. Yeah. Uh, here's my top story. Um, this is about the uh, ETH merge having a centralized exchange risk. And I thought this is kind of interesting. You know, when whenever there's a huge change like this that really uh, um, restructures kind of uh, the underlying assumptions of a service, uh, it introduces new risks. And I think this is, you know, more reason to get your coins off the exchange. It, you know, if, if the merge actually happens in September, this is a period of time where you'd expect something dramatic to happen at these exchanges. So, so um, what's going, wh- I, I don't know what, what, what's this merge they're talking about? Cause I haven't even heard about this yet. So they're supposed to go from proof of work to proof of stake. You haven't heard about this merge. They've announced. I thought that was just joking around. no. They're like serious about Vitalik's serious about it. Yeah. So we had, we had a, I heard from someone who recently ran into Lex Friedman that uh, Lex Friedman recently visited Vitalik in Toronto because, uh, and, and because uh, Vitalik was stressing out about this upcoming merge and, uh, and Lex went out to visit his friend um, to like, you know, hang with him and, uh, relax a little Wait, bit. Lex and Vitalik are friends. Yeah. I mean, they've been on the podcast together and they're both, 
you know, they're both like high profile technical people. It kind of makes sense. They're like in the same class, I guess. So they're actually going to move to proof of stake. That's what they're, they're definitely moving forward with it. Uh, we were talking about, about that a little bit with tornado cash, but that's the idea. They're moving to this proof of stake system and they're planning on, you know, really switching it over in September. I mean, they keep pushing, they've been pushing it off for years, but, um, it's looking more like it's going to happen or they're going to attempt it. In so September. what Jeff posted was like, Hey, get your Bitcoin off of these exchanges that also have shit coins basically. Well, yeah. Cause they have, um, huge stakes in, mm-hmm. uh, Ethereum, like a lot of their coins, a lot of they're allowing, they've allowed a lot of their users to stake coins in these systems. And so, um, that could create problems. Uh, so and it's at, in September. This kind of reminds me when they did the whole Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin on Coinbase. Do you remember that? Yeah, that whole evening it was like going up. And remember that? I I had such yep. a I had such a hard time. Um, they wouldn't allow you to sell your Bitcoin Cash when that fork happened. Yeah, but if you went into Coinbase Pro, they would allow you to oh, sell uh, your coins out of there. Um, kind of reminds me of that. Maybe we'll see that kind of chaos. We'll see what happens. Like usually, you know, Coinbase goes down, the withdrawals in a situation like this. So we can expect that probably, but we'll see. Yeah. This could like ripple into the markets, right? Like if something weird starts happening, then, you know, we don't know. Yeah. That, that's a basic, that's a basic statement here is that it, that it, it might change liquidity at these exchanges. And if Coinbase suffers a significant enough loss, yeah. they might just you know, they don't, they, they don't guarantee to return any funds to customers as far as yeah, I understand. You're right. Dude. So, uh, you know, um, the customers might have to take a loss if Coinbase somehow severely suffers. Cause so. they'll just get cash, right? If they get cash. Yeah. I don't know, but, uh, it is, you know, risk cascades, uh, in these systems. So, so what, what day is it? September. Uh, I think it's like September, the middle of September. Oh, okay. What are the stackers saying about it? Um, the merge is overrated. Why would anyone keep Bitcoin on an exchange? I think we all know better than that now. Merge these. <laughs> F is the mother asshole from which all shit coins spring. You know, sounds like a classic safety <laughs> quote. Classic stuff. It is a safety quote, I think. Merge D's. Merge deeds nuts. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to happen now? I have honestly actually not been following like <laughs> any, like what, what I tried, I tried reading like a year ago. Um, what is the proposal to switch to proof of stake? Right. And it seems to be like putting patches on top of patches on top of patches in terms of like a technical solution and architecture. Um, I had no trusting myself and actually understanding whether it's a good idea or not. Yeah. It's crazy. And I don't, I don't think they have a lot of the technical complication that they're expecting to introduce later. Like they don't have sharding and stuff introduced with this, but they are switching over to proof of stake is the big part. But I'm really concerned about the sharding having worked on sharded distributed databases in the past and how tricky state management becomes in, in a system and like, where is the data type of. I feel like something's definitely going to happen. And then Vitalik will find a way to blame it on something else. And we, uh, we didn't see it coming or it'll, it'll be a total meltdown. That's what I predict. And it's also opportunity for rack pullers, right? Now is the time where you can jump in and figure out your edge potentially. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, take advantage of the chaos a bit. Uh, so those are all the top stories. Uh, jobs. We have some new ones. So Sphinx is hiring uh, or or paying people sats for small front end tasks to be done. That's kind of one that was just just posted today by Sam's. Um, they have a list that you can pick and choose from. You have a new UI for apply. That looks nice. Yeah. Yeah, we, we enhanced, we enhanced it a little bit cause it was kind of lackluster. We still need, it's still, yeah, we still need to get it better, but, uh, it's, it's small enhancements. Um, timestamping for keto podcasts and videos, libertarian podcast videos has been up for a while hearing lots of people having done this, which is great. Austrian economics podcast, uh, Fetty, uh, is also hiring a mobile engineer that was posted recently. What I love about this, I commented in here is that they're not, there's no educational requirement. They're just kind of like, can you get stuff done? Um, can, these are the things like we need you to do. Can you do these things? And, uh, it's very like kind of Bitcoiner. It feels like Bitcoiner ethos. Yeah, it's very like, Justin Moon like. <laughs> like, yeah, not, not a ton of pomp and circumstance. Yeah. Um, because we know, we know yeah. a lot of technical Bitcoiners who are fair, who get fairly deep into uh, fundamentals of computer science without having an educational background in it. So um, it's cool. It's cool to see uh, that, but a great team there. And so uh, yeah, if you a are a mobile engineer, yeah, yeah, for sure. I would definitely, yeah, reach out to them. So that's what do they look for? Team to learn from too. Uh, iOS, Android. Is that what it is? Yeah, iOS um, and Android. It looks like they're using they're, Flutter. Us, they're using Flutter. I don't know if they're going to continue using Flutter. I think Fountain is built in Flutter. Um, uh, yeah, so they're gonna they're yeah they said they're not gonna they're not they don't know if they're going to continue. They are interacting with like a Rust core. I've hear I've been hearing a lot of people uh, really excited about like Paul at Voltage is really excited about building like a Rust core that you share across both iOS and Android and you otherwise just build a like wrapper. Oh, That's cool. a, like the LDK model and mm -hmm. the BDK model. I'm really excited like about Fetty and the integrations that can potentially like spring from there. Um, like how does it work with Blockstream Greenlight, right? Like that type of ideas. We'll see. Anyway. Yeah, I wonder if there's like native things that we built into Greenlight to support it. I still don't understand. I still don't understand the implications of it entirely. So well, I'm excited about both, and I don't yeah. understand either. So <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. happy you to combine them together. <laughs> I feel like I f honestly, just from the sidelines for me, it, it feels like Fetty has like so much, uh, so much going for it right now, and I can't wait to see what they're gonna do. It's gonna be, uh, it, it can't be anything less of ex exceptional at this point. I also love this. Uh, it's a lot like to live up to. Reflective. I'm bullish. Type of background on that, on their logo. Uh, yeah, but that is, those are the top stories of the week. Uh, we're not going to go over top stackers and spenders. I don't oh, think. so we got a, got a couple boosts here. Um, from Pops69, he said, good content. Keep it going, guys. Do you think that's the real Pomp? Oh, you know what? Maybe it is Pomp. Thank you, Pomp, for the sats. Uh, and then we got Blockchain Boog, of course, gives us a thumbs up. Blockchain Boog likes us. Uh, we got we got quite a few sats this week. A lot of people listen on Mondays. Are we growing or are we? Uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like if you look over the all time, like our boosts, we hit a peak in March and then now we're coming like climbing back up. All right. Climbing cool. back up. Yeah, just an anomaly in March, but we're otherwise. Yeah, up I don't know the who right. that was in March. It was like 38,000 sats in March. 
We're at 25,000 sats for this month. Kind of cool. Yeah, if you guys want your comments read on the show, send us some boosts. I like I like uh, Fountain, but you can do it through Breeze or any other podcasting 2.0 apps. But uh, that's all I got. Now, what are you planning on doing uh, this week here in Austin? I'm actually flying out tomorrow. Uh, we'll see. Like my main goal is meet you guys because you guys are doing amazing work. Oh, uh, and so I wanted all. to check out if it's all lies or if it's true, if you're actually working and doing it, <laughs> yeah. getting any stuff done. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> Do you think people think that? That we're a LARP in? Yeah. We're just pretending to, uh, I don't know. I don't know how. Like, I'm, I think the videos I'm are so, good proof, right? I'm like, so tired. <laughs> like just this week alone, the, all the work that I've had to do. I know Keon too. Like, I, yeah, I've been taking naps in my office. It's pretty, yeah. A little chill. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow we have a workshop here at, at the lab. So I got to set up for that after PBS tonight. So. Oh, someone got shot outside of our office. That's what? great. We should have, uh, you remember that? Oh, on Monday? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we should. Oh, that, that was just on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That we're, was over a week ago. What are we talking we're about? Out here it's building not significant on Bitcoin. anymore. This man got we're shot. Out, we're out here building on Bitcoin. Almost getting I shot at. Pu- I, w- I would, I should have pulled up the photo to share. Oh, no, don't do that. Yeah. But, um, and that was Kian's selling point. Why to move to Austin? Yeah. Was first thing, it was raining so much. And then he shows me a picture of the you know guy on the street. Well, see, um, it just proves yeah. it was like perfectly. What well, the weirdest thing is, it was like perfectly visible outside of my window. It's like it was like framed by like right outside my office window. Like he was like in the center. It could have been like in a gallery and a, you know, a morbid gallery. But anyway. <laughs> It's so dark. On that note, on that, it gets so on that dark, Keon. Low note. It's just. It's kind of. Spo- it kind of. It was just like a spooky kind of thing. Like it was. It's kind of. What's kind of weird is like you don't think about. Like yes. it just happened and it was there. But then I go home and I just have this image of my mind of this man lying dead on the street. Like, and it's just there. And it's just like wow, it's so sad. He was like he. He just like dis- You know, he kind of disappeared from Earth. That yeah, day. dude. That's how fast life is, man. Yeah. You got to make sure you're doing what you love and be around the people you care about and make sure you're living every day to the fullest. Cause you never know. Anyway, now wise words. Now it out. Yeah. I was saying like, <laughs> you know, this, this happens in different cities. Like I was using this application for meditation school balance. Right. Mm. And they, they teach you the skill during meditation of labeling things, right? Like labeling things you feel on your body and so on. Um, and you know, also sitting in one of the other cities in the U S and you know, so I was meditating and, the question I had was like, how do I label the the shot that I just heard? Uh, how do I label that? <laughs> they didn't really have a good answer. Yeah. I've been using this new app called CoStar. It's like a astrology thing, but um, dude, it's a, it's a pretty dope app. I'm going to show you guys. Really good UI now. You'll love it. Okay. All right. Zap. That's all we got. Zap.